Jake, we're here for Saturday, November 18th. College basketball, the last show in week two. Sunday's off, and then we will start up week three shortly, right in the middle of Feast Week here. We got a bunch of tournaments and everything. Um, total of the day, another winner yesterday. Uh, show total was a loser. So split those again. A grade sides are, are, are kind of what I want to talk about here. Um, you know, we, we believe strongly in transparency around these parts, and they, and they haven't gone as, as we've hoped. Uh, I believe fourth season now, third or fourth, I don't know. I lose track of time that we have made these picks public, and this is the worst first two weeks we've had in that, which is a testament to how good the previous seasons were. Um, but so far, the Acre Tides have a negative four push on our wide, and, and through almost two weeks, that was not what we were expecting, it's not what we were hoping. You understand in this business that it's never always going to be good, that there are there is variance, there's ups and downs. At negative four percent ROI. It's probably, you know, looking at the actual data here. If you swing three results out of 140 games, we are positive. So it's not like it's the end of the world. It's not like we're you know chicken little here. Uh, but it is a little a little discouraging, you know, personally. And uh, I'm sure viewer, you know, the agreed sides there. And it's six and fourteen there today. Um, a lot of dogs we had today. And again, we talk about we kind of lean more dogs than anything else. Uh, if you took some of those on the spread, you did better. Some of the spreads have done a little bit better for dogs. I don't. I think that's going to come out in the wash. Uh, the Astros, we have one game remaining, so so it will either be one game better or one game worse than that at the time of this recording. There's a late late game happening. Uh, but Jake, I, I, you know, you know, a in, in the spirit of transparency, you know, we're acknowledging that we're not running from it, we're not happy with it. Uh, but B, I just didn't know if you have any thoughts on it because to me, I'm, I'm looking at it thinking, I know it can't always be. The, the best month ever to start the season. I know we're going to have years like this, unfortunately, is, uh, you know, knowing that doesn't make it any easier. <laughs> uh, but just if you have any thoughts or feedback on, on that, it, it, recommendations for people, how we're seeing this in a uh, start of the season that that were profitable since opening night. And maybe there's something to that. Maybe that helps that the, the system has a full game of data because almost everybody played on opening night. So, so profitable since opening night, but on the A grade picks, but hoping for more, you know, hoping for more and how, how you feel about all that. Yeah. Like, I think it's, it's twofold, right? Like your, your losers always stick out more than your winners, right? You, you always remember the, the buzzer beater that cost you the bet rather than the one that made, like made it for you and those kinds of things. So like, yeah, it's, it's been rough, but like you said, it's three games different and all of a sudden we're positive. So don't, don't get too down there. And it's just like, Every once in a while, it's just a little bit of bad luck. We're talking about the bad variants. So this is why bankroll management is so important. And we preach that like there's no like hammer, ultra, mega, super duper plays where you're putting half your bankroll in something and then you're broke in a week uh, because that one misses. Like this yeah. is why we do, I think at max three, maybe mm -hmm. three and a half units at most on something. So that way you can still make it through these rough times because everybody's going to have these rough times because the even your guys that do this for like a professional living, they're hitting what, like 53, 54% of the time. So that means there's months out there that are going like <laughs> only hitting at 40 and 
Yeah, I think I think you could probably count on one hand the number of people who are actually above fifty five percent. Even I mean that that's and it's probably not even for an extended period of time. I mean it's 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 a grind <laughs> um, doing this uh, every day. Uh, but you make a great point there too with bankroll management. Again, we are we are all about being honest and transparent and trying to help educate you. If if you are if you're and, and if you've been with us for any time, you know this about us, right? We are um, you know always going to give it to you straight. If you're looking for someone out there who's going to pick nothing but spread picks and go 60%. I'm sorry. It's just not out there. It's not possible. It's not happening. It may happen or, over or, a short period or share of time. The, share that information if you have that. <laughs> share that information. That. Yes. <laughs> but it's one of those things where it's like, I think a lot of new new betters come into this and think that, uh, or, or they just have unrealistic expectations for themselves or, um, and again, in a short stretch, anything can happen, of course, good or bad. But that's why we do preach bankroll management, being responsible with, the number of units that you put on a game for the most part, other than rare situations, I don't think we ever really risk more than two and a half units on a single play. Um, and we generally recommend that a unit is about 1% of your bankroll. If you are uh, a, a player who plays fewer plays, maybe a little bit more, if you play less, um, or so you play less plays, you can maybe make that a little bit more. If you play more plays, a little bit less, you know, that sort of thing. But so in general, talking about no more than two and a half percent of your bankroll on a single play, because sports are weird, weird things happen. Um, Especially in college basketball, we've seen it already. The number of things that uh, you know coulda, woulda, shoulda, right? Uh, we talked about UMass Lowell yesterday. In yesterday's show, the, the one today, you know, we had problems, and then losing that one in overtime. You said that one of their key players went out. I, I didn't even yeah. see that. Yeah, Pierre went went down four minutes into the game, and I mean, we talked. I talked about it. They're a thin team, so there wasn't much help there, and they, it showed up that bit them because they had to play for forty minutes without him, and. Did, like they weren't terrible, but the, yeah. you could tell they were missing something, and that's. That, I mean that that they had the lead late, and you could easily them. say that that's the difference between winning and losing regulation because it's just one more point difference, and you win in regulation, right? <laughs> yeah. So you know that sort of stuff happens, and that's why we always try to say to be reasonable. We 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 know that this is a roller coaster ride. It's a roller coaster ride for us personally. We know it's probably one for you too, viewer. And the idea is we are trying to make the 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 lows, the downs, as palatable as possible. You can live to see another day. Uh, unfortunately, that means the highs are a little bit lower because we're not recommending, you know, five-team parlays that you're going to hit plus 10,000 on or something like that. That's just the way it goes. But again, before we enter into this, as we always talk about, uh, and we and I have on the little outro music slide there, right? Take what you like and leave the rest. If you like, if we talk about something and you, and you like the money line or the spread versus we're doing something different, you know, you need to do what's comfortable for you. If we haven't talked to you on a play, that's also fine as well. We want to make sure that you, viewer, are making the decision. We're telling you what we like and why we like it, but you don't have to follow that. Uh, in general, the A grades have done really well for us throughout the history of this as a business. Um, and so I do expect that to change. Unfortunately, you never know when and where. It can just kind of hit and swing back again. We are positive on the A-grade place since opening night, despite a very frustrating Friday, uh, again, down five units here on Friday, which, again, with the A-grades adding up to three units, that's two games. If we had gone eight and 12, that's positive because we took a lot of Moneyline dogs. We got Notre Dame at, like, plus 260, and we tried a lot of dogs at three and 400 that, that didn't hit, so we aren't losing much with those, and that's just kind of the – that's fine. It's the way it goes, and again – if you want to play spreads or the money lines, I think it kind of is going to balance out in the, in the watch. It's just about personal preference, how you want to play it, uh, and or what options you have. If you're with us on uh, in, in a place where you have to do offshores, which I am when I'm in Texas, uh, it, it's a lot harder to find money lines on these six-digit games. So I ended up with Austin P plus ten, 
which pushed personally because that was my only option. Whereas we gave it out some money play at like big plus odds or something. So you, there's all some, some very differences like that, but just whatever you need to do, we're just trying to give you the best information possible. And again, as always though, we do uh, encourage you if you're looking for more information, if you're looking for more metrics, if you're looking for more thresholds, if you're looking to be a more educated, better, we have all of this stuff over on Dub Club. And this is also a great place to ask us questions if you have them about how you apply certain things. We've got a great community of people on the Discord over there, always giving each other uh, advice, tips, suggestions, uh, whether it's about college basketball betting or tennis betting or fantasy football, whatever it may be. So uh, you can use that QR code there and get $5 off your first month. If you're interested, otherwise we've talked long enough, we should get right to it here. Mississippi State and Washington State playing in a neutral site game here. 12 p.m. Eastern tipping us off. Uh, according to my um, harebrained metric that I've come up with, this is the best game of the day starting us off. Uh, again, like last week, it's a little bit of a weaker Saturday. The bigger schools are playing more on Friday. A lot of the tournaments with the bigger name teams play Thursday, Friday, taking Saturday off. I guess they can watch their teams play football, explore the islands or wherever fun places they're at, and they come back and play for their their last game on Sunday. So Sunday slate should be probably stronger here than Saturday's, which is a rarity. This one should be a good contest. These offenses are both pretty decent. The difference in this game is going to come down to the defenses. The model is very high on Mississippi State's defense, has them ranked 10th in the country, and that is why they're favored. Who should you take with regards to a side? That's tough to say. Mississippi's favor- Mississippi State's favored. They should be favored. When you're looking at being a successful sports better, as we always talk about, it's about the price, which is either with the money on the odds or with the spread, the actual number. It's priced okay. It's, it's hard to really find a lot of value there. And if you're constantly betting into markets that are priced well, you're just going to lose the juice in the long run. You're never going to make any money. So we try to find where we have an edge. The model thinks we have an edge here, surprisingly, on the over 134.5. Model says 137. Jake, this is an interesting one to me because Mississippi State's defense is so good. The pace of these teams isn't really anything to speak of. You have a neutral site game, and yet we're still going over. Sometimes I think about this as the model can synthesize more information than my brain can. And as we always talk about, sometimes the more uncomfortable picks are the best ones because everyone's thinking. Washington State plays slow. Mississippi State has a good defense. Everyone's thinking the under, which is probably why there's value on the over because everyone's going left. Well, that means in general, you should go right. And that's not one of those things where I say always do that. But in general, that's not a bad way to think about it because if you think about sports betting like the stock market, I think it's a great analogy to it. The only place you find value is when you differ with other people. If you just agree with what everybody else thinks, you're not you're, you're just be behind the curve. And this one, I think the perception is probably under on this, which is why the model is, I think, why we're getting value in the over. And that's the direction the model is pointing us to. Jake, what are your thoughts on this over? Yeah, I think we're getting a lot of value based on last year's perception of this Mississippi State team because they brought back so much and they're a very slow defensive oriented team because uh, they really didn't have much offensive talent in the guards area. And Chris Jans, it's a defensive coach, like a, he's a slow. Uh, defense first kind of guy. So I think there's a lot of perception playing in because this Mississippi State offense is a lot better than – or better maybe to not be the right word. Different, able to score from just guards because th- their offense is probably better than what it was last year at this point, and they're playing without their best player, Tolu Smith. I mean, and he does so much for them as a presence on defense. He's a, He's like the – quarterback of that team he really really gets to make sure that defense is there so they're having to play a little bit different style of defense and stuff where they don't have him just back there to like kind of 
slow everything down and grind it to a halt. They're, they're doing a little bit more uh, pressure, a little more tur turnovers, getting a little more pace to the game than what there will be once he comes back. Because anytime your best player is a big guy, it slows the game down because you want to feed him the ball. Uh, it just So the, that'll come back around once he starts playing. But right now they're – uh, Fort is just a great three shooter, and they're just letting it go. Washington's offense rated the exact same, really, uh, rounding error difference. So, I mean, their offense is really good. They have a pair of forwards that are just really fun to watch. With forgive me if I mispronounce this name, Jenkinowski, and uh, and then Jones. It's it's really really tough on that second name, yeah, but. <laughs> but they've also got a really good guard with Miles Rice. They, they they've got three really good players that really get going. Um, I think we're we're going to get a lot of extra points here. Is Washington State's defense is very aggressive. They foul a lot. Uh, Mississippi State is shooting above seventy percent as a team for the free throw line. We're going to get some extra points with the clock stop. I think this will be a very tight game that that leads to more points because nobody's. Sitting there wasting thirty seconds on the shot clock to throw up a random shot with a walk on, uh, so you're going to end up with more playing towards the end. And I think the fouls at the end, we're going to get a lot of extra points. Mm. This one's at the Mohegan Sun in Connecticut, so uh, you know if, if you great arena, yeah. And if you're backing Washington State, you do have to be a little bit concerned about. I'm not sure when they got over there. These are things that with so many games, so many teams, I can't keep quite all straight. But you might want to, at least if you're looking at backing them, check in and see where they were. <laughs> For this, sometimes these teams um, coming from the West Coast playing at you know 9 a.m. body clock time struggle, but then sometimes they also get out there early enough. So that'd be something just to check into there with regards to the side. Uh, again, Mississippi State, the better team, and we think passing on the side but playing the total uh, makes the most sense in what's maybe the best game of the day, if nothing else, probably the best game of the uh, early ones. Which takes us to 4 p.m. Eastern. And again, we talked about kind of a week or slate on Saturday, but this one, uh, according to, again, the metric that I made up, one of the top 10 games of the day here, McNeese State and Western Carolina. Why is it one of the better games? And neither one of these teams is likely to make the tournament unless they, of course, win their conference tournament. It's early enough in the season, anything could happen, but it would be very unlikely if either one of them made it without winning their conference tournament. But they're both decent enough. And you can see that with the ratings there, according to sideline 119 and 148, uh, with the better team on the road. And it's just enough of a difference to really put this at a coin toss game. Uh, Jake, any longtime viewer, any short time viewer probably knows that my favorite thing in the world is coin toss games at plus odds. And that's what we have here. Plus 156 for McNeese State, a team that was pretty good to us last year as well. Uh, I think started off already good to us, if I recall correctly. Uh, yeah. Not that Western Carolina is a bad team. And at home, they got a chance to win this. But again, we don't know who wins. But the plus 156 is what's going to offer us good long-term value uh, here. Jake, we kind of saw it on the recap on the screen. We took a little bit more dogs, probably than usual here on Friday. It definitely didn't work out for us, but we're going to have random days where we're going to go 14 and six with a bunch of plus odds and our ROI is going to be like 120%. Or something. It's going to come out. You don't really know when, how it's going to play out. So I'm not really deterred by that. I'm, I'm sticking to the process and our process, which has worked for us for years here has been, hey, if you can find a coin toss game and get big plus odds, you have to jump. And that's what we're doing here with McNeese State. One of our favorite plays of the day, we also have a play of the day over on Dub Club, uh, or that play also is on Black Book Sports. If you want to uh, check out the link in the show description for that, if you want just the play of the day, you can get that there. Uh, this one was 
one that I think we would have both liked as the play of the day. We just said it was a bigger game, so we're going to put it on show. We put another one over there. So our two favorite plays of the day, this is one of them. The other one's over there. Jake, why do you like this one so much? Look, I think this McNeese State team is getting slept on a bit. I think they might actually be the better team than Western Carolina. They are a very balanced team. We get a lot of help from the bench and, and the starting lineup. That every guy on the team that that play like besides your walk-ons is averaging, uh, besides one double-digit minutes. They're all con- contributing. Seven of those guys are averaging 19 or more minutes. Uh, you've got four guys averaging double figures, uh, and then I mean you've got just they're a very good shooting team, but terrible from a free throw line. So that it kind of balances each other out. Uh, Western Carolina is almost the opposite right like where they're, they're not deep they've got uh they really depend on the starting five four of those guys are averaging 29 minutes a game but if i'm coaching that team and i've got guys guys like Woolbright and campbell I w- i'm not pulling them off the floor either uh, those two guys are fantastic I, I just think even though Woolbright is a triple double watch anytime he's on the floor it's it's just too much in a tight game where these teams are very similar talented to very to depend on uh, one or two guys when they're just when Mickey State can just throw wave after wave of players at you defensively. Uh, it's just going to be a tight game. I like having the plus odds. I'd rather have a chance at a, a big payout than worry about losing more more units than I'm winning on the, on a game like this. But I think the depth is the biggest issue here, and that's what Mickey State's going to use to win. Yeah, the, of course, and that's where we talk about, too, the difference between – and if you want to split your bet, you want to take the points, it's it, it's a double-edged sword with that because if you play the money line, you know, we've seen some of these dogs lose on last-second shots. We've seen these dogs lose in overtime, uh, that sort of thing. And so that can cost you there, but the foul game can cost you as well. Uh, some of these dogs that have hung in there, we had Nichols two nights ago, went to, I believe, double overtime before getting the win as a, as a plus – Plus odds play for us. Notre Dame talked about that one going to overtime, blowing that one, and then still getting overtime. So it's just a again looking at the large sample how it's going to play. Out, it's probably not going to matter. It's probably personal preference uh, on this, but I personally I just love the money line. And I always mention I love playing at the end of the pool of money lines because it's probability and that's my specialty. Uh, something that I've spent a lot of my time uh, of my life working on. I, I just have to comment: Western Carolina they played on Monday against Middle Tennessee State. We had them as an A grade pick at plus two hundred five. Another one of the big dogs that we've had. It's why we can be uh, a losing record, but still close to break even on the A grade plays. And again, just a couple results away from being flipped on that because of hitting plays like that. Uh, and that's not even overly a long shot. The model said Western Carolina had a forty three percent chance to win, so plus two hundred five offered a straight value. Uh, but we also make me state in the opening night. Almost took them on the money line. They were just, just a little bit too much. We took the points. Yeah, it should have. We took the points. That was an easy winner. They won outright uh, on that one. So we've had some strong likes with both of these teams. Uh, I think they're both pretty solid here. In this case, though, we think that uh, while as much as we liked Western Carolina, they might be getting a little bit too much respect for that win. And, and that game was a game we thought, you know, the, the market might be overreacting. We already thought they had a chance to win that one. And the market didn't really treat it that way for whatever reason. Uh, and, and, and in this case now, Maybe that's pushed a little bit too far. This state team is just as good, if not better. Uh, the model thinks better. The issue with McNeese, the last thing we we'll talk about here, Jake, they had that opening night win against VCU. Uh, that was 11 days ago. By the time they played this, 12 days ago, they have not played a Division One team since then. They have played 
Laterno was their last game. And uh, personally, my my first of three alma maters was Laterno's rival uh, when I played Division Three college baseball. So that tells you that I know exactly where Laterno is. But many of you viewers probably do not have any idea what Laterno is uh, and what they're known for with regards to their academics. If you do, uh, you know, drop that in the, in, the, in the show comments there and impress me. Before that, they played champion Chris. Champion Baptist College of Chris is Christian, but it's Baptist champion. I've never even heard of that. They beat them by 64. Uh, they're obviously not a very good team. And then, of course, before that, they played CBS, which is, I presume, news, news agency, right? And I presume it wasn't the news agency, just like which one? Was it like a collection of all the cities or was it like a local CBS affiliate? Was it like the national news team? Like, what was it? I don't quite know. Bottom line, jokes aside, he hasn't played any competition since that opening night game. So it is an interesting case where those three games, they took care of business, but like they didn't play anybody. It's not just like a, we know if you beat like Mississippi Valley State, we know how you play against them is predictive. If you beat Mississippi Valley State by 12, that's not good, right? And if you beat them by 60, that's still pretty good. Most teams are only beating them by about 30 or 40, right? Um when you get down to some of those teams, the D2s and D3s, it's a whole lot harder to figure anything out. So you almost kind of throw those out. you got to make these state teams only got one real data point. But they did look really good in that, getting the outright road win against VCU. So we think they got a shot to do the same thing here. And again, as we always talk about, the difference between sharp and square is the price, not the side. You should be willing to bet either side. And if the price is right about Western Carolina, the reason we're backing any state is because the price is right to do so. Which takes us to our last of the free picks. And again, we do have an extended cut today. So if you want three more picks, sign up with us on Dub Club. Uh, and of course, for all the picks as well, you get that information over there. But we're going to return to another total here. Uh, St. Baptist and Cal Thomas. Uh, the number on the bottom of that is, is this slide is all messed up. I just completely ignore this slide. So don't even look at the slide. <laughs> I'm on this. I don't know what happened here. I'm going to pull up the actual uh, metrics for this one here. Uh, on the fly, we've got... And under picking this one, under 132 and a half. We had St. Thomas as the uh, total of the day over on TikTok here uh, on Friday. And that was a pretty easy winner. You've got two very slow teams. Uh, St. Thomas, one of the slowest in the country. Cal Baptist plays very slow. Looks fast maybe compared to St. Thomas. But otherwise, these are two very slow teams. Otherwise, though, the defenses are probably worse than the offenses, but not by nearly as much to overcome the fact that the pace is so slow. The model projects, again, ignore the slide. Uh, I didn't type that in. I haven't automated the process yet, but the model projects 126 points. So we're going to go under 132 and a half, a nice little six and a half point differential here. Uh, Jake, the other benefit to this is these teams are playing today here, Friday, and then again on Saturday, so you have some tired legs there, which is going to potentially affect your jump shooting, especially early in the season. You're not in mid-season form, literally. You're in early season form. And so, uh, you know, maybe by the end of the season, playing on back-to-back nights, not as big of a deal. Early on in the season could manifest itself in some weaker jump shots, even if it doesn't. Even if that's not there, the pace in this one is going to limit the number of possessions and make it difficult, not impossible, but difficult. These teams are going to have to shoot very well in order to get over 132 and a half. So we like this under thinking it sticks more than mid one twenties. Jake, what are your thoughts? Yeah, this one's all about the pace. You've got two teams that do not want to play fun basketball. They want it slow and nasty. They don't want you to watch them because it is very hard to watch when these two teams go out. And they're just very eh teams. They're just 
average, not not, not great not at anything, not bad at anything. And so that's not even there's no great way to take advantage of what either team is doing because they're just so run of the mill. Um, so I, I think with the pace and how these offenses works, plus playing back to back nights, it's going to be everything's going to be just a little bit short and not as fast. And, and neither team is just going to do anything special on offenses to take advantage of the weaker defense and the defenses aren't going to do anything special to take advantage of a weaker offense. It's just going to be a no fun game. Uh, there's a lot of college football on at this time, probably, hopefully. So watch that instead and just check in every once in a while and make sure you're going to, we're going to cash this bet. This game's probably not on TV, which uh, would, would maybe be a good thing, to be honest. <laughs> if, if it wasn't, it's not, it's not going to be fun and pretty basketball uh, here. The uh, hope, again, is that we follow kind of same suit. Both these teams looked pretty strong unders on Friday, and so playing each other. Um, this is a classic slow beget slow type thing that St. Thomas just plays really slow, and Cal Baptist already kind of wants to slow you down and will be perfectly happy doing that. And so limiting the number of possessions in this one, again, we always talk about why we like certain picks. It's not that there's any lock in gambling. It's not that we think this is 70% likely to hit or something outrageous like that. We just think that the odds are more in our favor than not because the limited number of possessions will just make it where things have to go right. A lot of things have to go right for it to go over. And that doesn't mean it can't happen. It just means a lot of made shots and a lot of bad defense. And these teams defensively, not great, but they're not terrible. And like you said, the offenses um, aren't really that good either. So it's not like, uh, uh, even though the defenses are probably worse than the offenses, it's not by enough to really say that this becomes a layup fest. And so with a slower type game, uh, we think 132 and a half is too high. Remember the extended cut available um, over on Dub Club. There is your recap. Again, the games we're going to cover here coming up Harvard and Boston. College, Weber State, and Yale, and then a late one, Portland and Nevada. And again, there is your QR code and promo code if you're interested in signing up on Dub Clubbing. And all those links are in the show description as well. Jake, parting words before we get a 60-second reprieve. Yeah, no, I, I mean, besides all the great information you get with Dub Club, it's more fun to gamble with friends and other people when you're cheering for the same thing or – crying about the same thing because something it's, it's just more fun like misery misery loves company but so does so does winning winning is just fun when you've got somebody else to high five and do all that with so that, it's just a great community to be a part of and cheer and boo at the same time absolutely all right well then hopefully again we see you on the other side of this break for three more picks mm-hmm.